three months doesn't sound like a really long time, but when we're doing three episodes a week, it's just it's, it's been very jam packed. And guys, we're having so much fun. The love you're showing, you know, we just love doing this, and even more so when we're seeing people start their own businesses just off the back of this podcast. Yeah, it's been incredible, Jesse. This journey so far, seeing all the love that's coming in and all the great feedback and people doing amazing things, you know, because of a conversation which we've had, which is just incredible to us. And all we want to do is just keep this thing rolling. So if you guys can help us out in any way, that'd be appreciated. Please give us a follow. Just just a tap of the finger. I think it's one second, if that. You guys are all quick with your fingers these days. So give us a tap, give us a follow. And um, yeah, we'll keep this thing going for you guys. Everyone is drinking coffee at the moment, Jack. We've got little iced almond lattes, little flat whites, all those coffee things. We're actually pretty shocked. 75% of Australia and the US drink coffee every day. Can't say I'm surprised, to be honest. Yeah, right now we're charging. Uh, we're two coffees in. It's about 11 a.m. <laughs> we're charging right now. We are charging right now. We, we don't normally drink two. and we, We've put out the polls on social media. We, we, we try to get a gauge before this episode. Jack, pull it up. Just. Yeah, of course. Pull it up. I'll keep talking. It's what I'm good at. Um, but yeah, look, we're here on this episode today to talk all things coffee. Of course, there's productivity elements towards this. There's there's also some super negative side effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's positives and negatives for anything in life, Jesse. And Don't get too wisdomatic <laughs> with me, Jack. Not right now. Coffee, coffee is no different. And it's something we drink on the daily. Yeah. And it goes hand in hand with, um, you know, our, our lifestyles and, uh, I guess, business and meetings and cafes. Um, and yeah, today we just, we just want to dive in, I guess, speak about coffee in general, our experiences. Yeah, we're from Melbourne, Australia, and there's, there's a large stereotype here that we are the coffee snobs. That's what they call us. So yeah, here to champion that. Jack, let's, uh, let's hear some statistics. Yeah, from quickly the stat um, from my huge audience is 38% of people drink two cups of coffee a day. We had about 26% drinking one. And 22% said they didn't drink coffee at all. Love that. And 14% were on three plus. Cheeky 14%. Be able to pick those people in society, I think. (laughs) What we're looking at is, you know, I think Jack's touched on it. There's... It's almost like being in business, coffee almost goes hand in hand. Yeah. So you can't own, operate or talk about a business without a coffee near, which I don't know, it seems a bit absurd and there's a heavy reliance in society on coffee. And I think we're here today to really iron that. And we're probably against that side of coffee. If you're waking up and the first thing on your mind is turning that kettle on or heading down to the local cafe, I think that's a problem. Yeah, I don't think that's the way to consume it. You want to let your body naturally ease into the day and you know i think from doing a fair bit of research on this topic the experts seem to say that you know allowing at least one to two hours after you wake up until you consume that first coffee is is key um to not becoming reliant on it to not altering your your body's uh you know makeup and sort of circadian rhythm something like that something like that just so as i said we're not experts i apologize it's a bit too scientific <laughs> So I'm two coffees in, my brain's firing. So I'm using big words. But <laughs> I think, look, you know, God, coffee's really got me buzzed here. I'm just trying to get my words out. I think, yeah, Jack, if you're really relying upon it, that is certainly a problem. I'm absolutely blanking. 
<laughs> my brain is so blank. Um, <laughs> well, this is one of the negative effects of it, Jesse. It is a little what bit. What you're experiencing right now. It is. It is. This is what we wanted to do. This is why we, we came two coffees in, just to give everyone a real life example. Cool. Case study in, uh, in th- real time. That's what I want to say. You were talking about experts. We're definitely not experts, <laughs> but we have consumed coffee in different nations. And one of those places <laughs> was Vietnam. So Jack and I, we raw dogged it on an empty stomach. We went into the cafe kind of within an hour or two of waking up. And uh, we asked for their cold brew. And Vietnam, if you think Melbourne's coffee mad, Head to Saigon. Vietnam's crazy. Every third store has a large sign at the front that just says coffee. Mm. And they keep it simple in Vietnam. Their cafes aren't, they don't have sophisticated names like one, two street down. Like they don't name things ridiculously. It's just coffee and food, hot coffee. Like it's, you know what you're getting when you walk in. But Jack and I didn't know what we're getting ourselves into because those two cold brews sent us to another stratosphere. That's probably the most wired we've been together on coffee before. Correct. There is no need to do any exterior drugs when you could drink Vietnamese coffee because Mm. I was flying for at least two or three hours. But anyway, so I think that's kind of – and that was good. To be honest, I quite like that. I think that's what everyone likes. You're right. That's why everyone drinks coffee. It's Mm. that kind of high on life feeling, right? Yeah. There's there's lots of benefits to drinking coffee and productivity and energy and focus levels. Those are all – some, as we can see through you this morning, Jess, you're absolutely on fire. Thank and you. so, yeah, and again, back to the experts, not being ourselves, but people say that or find it hard to find, you know, a knocks on coffee and find it hard to, you know, I guess, fuck, what am I trying to say? No, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's There's not a hell of a lot to the contrary, but I think... <laughs> I wanted to have another ad bad of that. That's... Nah, you're all good, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think what, what, one one neg- let it flow next. One one negative I can find is I've certainly experienced that sort of anxiety, that trembling you get when you have too many coffees. For me, sometimes it's just two. It's like two to three, and I don't do it too too often. Pardon you know the pun there, I guess. But I certainly have tipped the scales. I feel the fingers start to get trembly. You just get ang- you know genuinely anxious. Have you felt that at all, Negs? Is that just me? No, nah, a little bit, I think. Probably not recently. I, I, I think I've been pretty good recently. One a day has been kind of the limit. One a day is the key, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah, the the dose and the timing is is everything. That's okay. that's crucial. And yeah, for, I mean, for me, one a day, mid-morning, that's kind of all I really need. Yep, yep. And in speaking about sort of the caffeine within coffee, that will vary depending upon our research. There's Robusta and there's Arabica. Arabica. Thanks for pronouncing that. I was about to butcher it. And they, so Robusta is a lot stronger in terms of the caffeine inside the coffee, inside the bean, but it is a lot cheaper. So it's a lot, from what my research, the plant is a lot girthier and a lot thicker. Hence why the caffeine's a lot stronger. Um, and I believe that's what we're consuming in Vietnam because it was about 50 cents a coffee and it was absolutely bouncing us off the walls. Jack's about to... Just had a burp. little indigestion. That's okay. It's, it's the caffeine it's coffee. effect. Yeah. It's the coffee podcast. You're allowed to do that. Um, but long story short, from the research I did, and I think this is a really critical point, I heard that caffeine, that sort of 80 to 100 milligrams, which is per coffee, lasts in your body for about 12 hours. Mm. So typically, if you're, my rule of thumb anyway, again, I'll just, I'll just use my sort of stories here. 
in my experiences is if I drink coffee around 9 to 10 a.m., that's typically when I go to bed. Sorry, I've butchered As that. in 9 p.m., 10 p.m.? Correct. With the 12-hour clock, mm-hmm. I try to position it that if I know I'm going to bed at 9 p.m., then I should be drinking coffee around 9 a.m. for the 12-hour window to elapse. And in the times where I don't do that, say I drink coffee at 12 in the day or along those lines, I tend to have a much worse sleep. And I think that's the one of the negatives we want to talk about today in, in our experience is sleep is definitely affected by large amounts of caffeine. You here to deny that, Jack? Or you're going all silent over there. I'm not sure what you're doing. It's getting weird over there, guys. Um, but yeah, moving forward, moving forward, I think there's a huge social element to coffee. Um, I mean, Jack and I experience it most days. Best part of our job is meeting people. And usually that's over a, a, a caffeinated drink. It is. Yeah, it's become indoctrinated into our day-to-day. Oh, yeah. Big word. There you go. Um, just trying to get on your level today, Jess. <laughs> and yeah, we, we find ourselves catching up with everyone over a coffee, mm. which is great. It's a great social thing to do, catch up for a coffee. It goes hand in hand with a walk or mm-hmm. that morning walk with your girlfriend on the weekend. There you go. Um, it's actually very interesting, the history of coffee and something I was researching earlier today. And it makes a lot of sense. So essentially coffee, you know, obviously it's the biggest traded commodity in the world. And it was born back, you know, at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, actually. Wow. So, employers, when they, they want their employees to now work around the clock, um, do the same task repetitively for, you know, 10, 12-hour shifts, whatever it, whatever it was, they would get them to drink coffee as a way to, you know, help sustain their production, I guess, So and work overnights because our body isn't used to, obviously, working throughout the dark, so... That that was what um, that was what employers kind of did. They offered coffee breaks, mm. and so it's really it's fueling the the capitalistic society that we live in today. It's so funny you say that, Jack, because that just sparked a memory in my mind. Because that was hundreds of years ago. When did you say that was in the industrial revolution? So it was like seventeen hundreds, I think, from my memory. But that still goes on today. Exactly what you named. I used to work at a call center, and I know you got to start somewhere. And when I was working there. We all thought we were getting looked after because they used to have instant coffee, probably that Robusta coffee, very strong, very cheap. And they would just feed that to us all day, every day. <laughs> I was just knocking back three or four of those. And the thing is you thought you thought it was a great thing because you got to leave the phones <clears throat> to go make your coffee. So it's kind of like the other version of a toilet break. You go do your coffee break for like yeah, five, ten minutes. But that's by design. That is by design. And I'm a bit pissed off now because I'm realizing yeah. that they one up me because then I was charging on the phones, making more sales than ever from those three or four robuster coffees. Mm. There you go. There you go, still, man. Still happens today. It does. Yep. We have Digby on six coffees a day we at act- the minute. We haven't told anyone that, <laughs> but our only employee is consuming coffees like you've never seen. No, he doesn't. He actually no, he doesn't, doesn't drink coffee. Actually doesn't drink coffee. Doesn't drink alcohol. Which we might have to address. We can play well. After doing the research. Yeah. Um, but no, I think the... The overarching message, you know, and I guess theme of around coffee is you just need to be doing it in moderation and you need to have a healthy relationship with it. If you get to the stage where you are dependent on it, that's where you're going to have withdrawals. That's where, you know, your day-to-day is going to be impacted and that baseline is, you know, just at such a high level. Pardon me. Talking about baselines, Jesse. So one of the the best things you can do for a coffee dependency or, you know, any kind of dependency is taking a hiatus or a break. Mm. So 
I am actually going to be taking a seven-day coffee break. Seven days? Yeah, I, I, actually, I don't know. I couldn't tell you the last time I've taken a seven-day coffee break. It's been on the list for a long time. It's been on my to-do list. But I just haven't been able to hold myself accountable. So here it is. If I'm terrible at work the next seven days, you guys know why. i got a good excuse there. Oh, So, so that's good because, um, yeah, I think, you know, I will suffer some – withdrawals um <laughs> we'll see we'll see so <laughs> I, I think it's like you know and oh, let me just take my last sip I only yeah it's, it's put the rest of that coffee down i think for those listening back to what we there said at the start of this episode if you do feel like you have a dependency on coffee and you wake up and it's what you're thinking about and you know i understand it's, p- it's a part of your routine it's a part of your habit i'm not really talking about that side of things i'm talking about that real dependency and we all like, for me, it's chocolate, but that's probably a whole nother episode, but that's my dependency. So I can wholeheartedly say I don't have a coffee addiction. I can go two, three days, two, three weeks, just without really thinking about it. I'll just substitute tea or just won't drink it. Um, I, do, I more drink it for the social side of things. It's mm. just convenient mm. when we're out and doing it. And it's, it's a nice habit too. I think it sets, I do it alongside exercise and I kind of just kind of habit stack it really. Um, so what I'm saying is you, I, I, I would say, Jack, that from our previous discussions, you probably have a little bit more of a dependency. A little bit more of a dependency. I, I, don't, think, I don't think I'm addicted in any way. I, I, I do drink a lot of coffee, but I don't, I don't feel like I have to. I just feel like it's just become such a big part of my lifestyle. For sure. I just tend to be in places where coffee is available and I'm going to drink it. 100%. I mean, most, I think it's a $6 billion industry in Australia, $80 billion in the US. So, I mean, it's going to be available on every corner. Mm. So absolutely. I'm, I'm really proud of you taking a week off. I'm, I'm very interested. I won't be, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm going to be watching with my coffee in hand, but yeah, I Make think tough. we know we're not experts on this topic. We just wanted to give you guys a bit of an insight on how we've consumed it. And ultimately I think, there's a lot to be said for the social elements, the productivity, but you do need to be wary of the sleep components. Components, yeah. yeah. Just do your own research. It's it's going to be different for everyone in how your body handles caffeine. Absolutely. There's a lot of positives there. I think the positives outweigh the negatives if it's done in moderation. Correct. And we didn't even touch on milk, and I'm glad because that would be another hour. Another and hour. I know you yeah. guys got to get on with the milk. The listeners got to get on with their day. They don't, they don't want any more from us, Jack. So on that note, guys. Cheers, guys. Enjoy your coffee.